Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it Welcome, everybody that's not yet watching the second live stream of the same day. I've never done this before. What am I doing with my life? I don't know. But I didn't have anything to do, and I wanted to bring in the homies and just talk shop. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. It's going to be fun, though. Uh, these guys are some of my favorite people on the planet, homies that keep me sane in the uh, in the battle, the ide idea war that we're in, the information war, as Alex Jones would say. Um, so thank you guys for spending a little bit more time with me the last fleeting min minutes of 2022. As we enter 2023, I'm sure we'll we'll look back on what we've accomplished and what we failed at and see uh, what we can do moving forward. Um, before I bring them on, make sure that if you like, comment, and subscribe, uh, that helps. And then if you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Got a bunch of people that signed up over the past week. want to thank you guys again for doing so. And without further ado, many of you don't actually know this because I, uh, based off our download figures, probably a third or less even know that I do this, but it's called Tower Gang. If you're fami familiar with Dave Smith, which I'm sure many of you are, I, I do a show called Tower Gang, and it is debaucherous and derogatory and borderline degenerate. <laughs> uh, but if you like Legion of Skanks, as Dave Smith does that as his uh, comedy outlet, that's kind of what we do over there. It's very apolitical. Uh, I mean, we bring up politics occasionally, but it's not the point. The point is to laugh and to keep ourselves sane. So if you need a little humor in your life, go check out Tower Gang. You can find it on any podcatcher or, you know, wherever. Without further ado, the men of the hour. First up, the host of No Way Jose, Mr. Jose Galasan. Welcome. What's to up? Sorry. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, host of Naturalist Capitalist, Mr. Reed Coverdale. What's going on, sweetheart? Tr trucker du jour. Uh, our second trucker du jour, Mr. Top Lobster of TopLobster.com. Hello, guys. Nice to be with you today. And last but not least, a man with a severe gambling addiction, Mr. <laughs> TPH Toad. That's right. Oh. It's me and not Fat Dave, so everybody can be extremely disappointed in that. And Clint, you must have huge balls because you're uh, totally risking your channel by having us on here, especially having me. Uh, well, in fairness, I will delete this episode if you say anything crazy. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really risking much. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, obviously most of my people are aware of you guys, I'm sure. But uh, I uh, I just wanted to have you guys all on for, I mean, RIP Cole. He couldn't make it because he's too fat, uh, aka Fat Dave. Um, but the five of us, I feel like we, we can put together a good conversation. So um, many of us have fallen away from the libertarian movement, maybe not libertarianism, but the libertarian movement over the past year. And I thought that that would be an interesting starting point for the conversation. Um, I think that Reed is still involved to some extent. I'm not, he can explain his perspective. And then Top has been going to war all morning with Michael Heiss. So I'd like to, to dig into that a little bit. Uh, let, let's start with Top as the most uh, antagonistic member of the bunch. What, what are your disagreements? Uh, where are you at right now? Man, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I don't. I don't hate the Libertarian Party or the Libertarian Movement or the Mises Caucus for that, uh, to, to say the least. Uh, the, I, I can't I can't explain the relationship that I do have with them. It's I guess non-existent at this point. But the way I look at them is almost as if like a like I see what they're doing. I'm I've separated myself from it. I'm trying to almost completely like like I don't want you to look at my brand and then think Libertarian or mm. Mises type. I want you to think of 
me, uh, what I represent. So that's something different. That has nothing to do with the politics. But when I when I do look at the Libertarian Party and the Mises Caucus, I see a lot of times I'm like, man, you're missing this. You're missing that. And although I'm like, I'm kind of like sharpshooting from the side now because I'm not involved. But when I see these like simple, in my opinion, simple mistakes that they're making, or maybe they're doing them intentionally, I'm not sure. It's it's aggravating because I know that there's a lot of people that are putting their time and effort and faith into this movement. And I just think it could be better. You, know? well, you sound you sound a little bit like Mark Claire right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and tell me. I mean, tell me why or tell me some of some of the like, give, give us an example for those that aren't familiar. Yeah, the most recent example would be uh, it was actually yesterday. So Reason again comes along with another shit take about uh, the drag queen story hour. I, I didn't even read the article. I read the headline and it's like, that's enough because we already know what <laughs> what they're about, what they're saying. So they're defending it. They're saying something like conservatives are crazy for thinking that this is a bad thing. It's just asinine, in my opinion. Right. And and if you don't think it is, I don't care for your opinion. Please unfollow or, or whatever. Um, <laughs> By the way, I want to uh, jump in on that real quick because I was thinking about this today. And I know we've a lot of us have talked about the yay thing. And there's some weird dynamic to where the idea where you see the sound bites and you immediately come up with your assumption and get offended. But if you watch the full thing, you come out thinking differently. But I feel, and I, a lot of people might say we're being inconsistent with this because I didn't read the shit either. I just saw the title. That's enough. I did. I read and, it. And like, and to me, I don't find that inconsistent because it's different. Like, uh, I don't remember. I think it was actually in Tower Game. We were talking about the whole Ted case, the Ted Kaczynski thing the other day where it's like lefties will like, you know, bend over backwards to like defend things that are already established. And that was kind of what was going on with the yay thing. Like him saying, oh, I like Hitler. It's kind of like to get offended by that is just so gay. Like, let's, like, let's be real. Like, who, who cares? Like, like. Yes, Hitler was bad. The Nazis are bad. This is like well-established things. Being offended that someone says otherwise is just silly. But this is not that. This is the complete opposite. This is like, no, this is a legit thing that's happening, and we're just trying to write this off as like, look at you guys just being silly. You know, it's also like, it's also pattern pattern recognition on their side. Like they do this all the time. Pattern recognition and on I, the A side too, but that's I, a different story. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew someone was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, I don't know. I've read a bunch of Reason and Cato articles and it's like after a while, it's like there's no change in leadership. Why should I assume the best of what you're saying? So then that kind of brings me to the next segment in this uh, this story where Matt Walsh, the guy that did uh, like, what is a woman? He mm. he quote tweeted them reason saying like, oh, this is what Lib the Libertarian Party is. This is what libertarianism is. And you basically whatever, you should stay away from it. And what he said was fallacious and untrue. And it's and it's like really easy to just take that like uh, that stupidity from from this one group and then put it on the rest of us or the rest of you guys, whoever's involved with the Libertarian Party. Sure. But I will never blame if I saw him, I'd shake his hand and I'd say, Hey, good job. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. The Libertarian Party is your enemy. If you're a conservative, they're taking votes from you. You are at odds with each other. You're not partners. So when they do something like that, you jump on it. If it's, now, fair, now, it's completely fair to generalize that from the outside perspective, because yeah. right. like, let's be real. <laughs> if you're generalizing libertarianism, it's not really that unfair to kind of generalize and look at the reason, the Cato, whatever types, because. That is what, colloquially speaking, most people think of, especially in the political sphere, when they think of libertarianism. Right. Yeah. So and it, it's a bit unfair to the LP types, but they have done nothing to differentiate themselves from them. So whereas mm -hmm. 
I, I've seen the Libertarian Party go out of its way to differentiate itself from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, which is just bizarre. Right. But I haven't seen them say, hey, uh, Cato Reason, you're garbage. Like, this is my pinned tweet. You are garbage. We, You don't represent us. As a matter of fact, go follow this page and then do something else. You're not doing that. So when they conflate you with Cato and Reason, don't yeah. cry about it. Don't go to don't go to the conservatives and say, actually, it's not really what we're about. You did a terrible job at saying mm -hmm. that that's not what you're about. So yes. that's yeah. on you. I don't, so I don't think the, it's fair. I don't think it's fair to say that they haven't di differentiated themselves at all, but I, I'll grant you that they perhaps could do a better job of it for sure. But um, mm. sorry, go ahead, Tuck. Well, yeah, I mean, I made the point yesterday that, I mean, I mean, reason uh, they put themselves out there as kind of the libertarian news source, if you want to call it that, that's what people see them as. And then if you look at the engagement that they get on the stuff that they put out, all of the engagement that they get is on their shittiest takes like that one yesterday. And then in the minds of people that don't really know what libertarianism is exactly, they're going to think that that's what it is. And that's the fault of reason. And well, it, well I, I think that I, I think that the goal should be that you don't even have to make a statement about those types of things that reason will say. So yeah, Libertarian Party of New Hampshire doesn't need to come out and condemn reason because <laughs> no one is like, oh, does the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire think this way? Like everyone mm -hmm. knows exactly what the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire thinks about everything because it's a firebrand. It's done very well to establish its place in the zeitgeist and what it believes. And my biggest gripe isn't so much that people conflate reason with libertarianism. It's actually when I see libertarians like groveling to Matt Walsh and like, oh, please, this isn't what we think. Like, oh, please, you know, instead of just saying like, nope, fuck this bullshit or something, you know, something more like some, I mean, if you are going to say anything, it should be like what Garbage Main said, something along the lines of like, fuck these idiots. And by the way, Matt Walsh, yeah. you work for neocons. You're yeah. also an idiot. Fuck both of you. You know, it should be something <laughs> like that. But it's always like, you know, if James Lindsay finds some Lulbert take or Matt Walsh or some conservative, the libertarians just like come on their hands and knees like, oh, please, this isn't what we think. Where I think that's just like the most pathetic thing in the world, like if they're conflating you with this bullshit, that's your fault. And mm -hmm. begging the conservatives to accept you is going to make them respect you even less. Like if you're just like, Oh, please, this yeah. reason magazine article isn't what represents me. It's like, well, why don't I have something else like shitting on Megan McCain during her father's death anniversary or something like that, that has stuck out to me in the news cycle to relate to libertarianism. So that, that's kind of where I am with all of this. I'm just a full out LPNH libertarian. That's how I identify. Like, it's just, I mean, I, we shouldn't care what anybody thinks and we definitely shouldn't be like begging on our hands and knees, like, please accept us. And if we're being conflated with reason, that's our own fault. So we should, we should yeah. just be doing better. I think the interesting correlation here is, um, I want to call him little Dicky. I'm forgetting his name, David Brady. <laughs> David Brady. <laughs> he, he, uh, and and many others kind of like they panic about our relationship with Caitlin Johnston. And I don't feel like just the same way. And I know this sounds kind of crazy to conflate the two, but uh, I feel very similarly to, to reason as I do to Caitlin, like when they get something right, I'll support it and endorse it yeah. and, you know, try and uplift it. 
And when they get something wrong, I don't feel compelled to condemn them. Um, right. And that's, you know, like I did an episode this morning just because I thought it would be interesting to read it. And I'm sure people would be interested in my my take on it. But um, for the most part, I just ignore what they put out because they don't really represent the broader, in my opinion, the broader actual libertarian movement. Um, so that's my perspective on it. Yeah. But I, I, I actually I actually disagree with that because Caitlin Johnson is not claiming to be a libertarian and reason is. So I think they should be like they should yeah. be completely burned. They're more subversive. Like, like there's nothing subversive yeah. about Caitlin Johnstone because yes, it's so obvious for the crossover and, and, ends. And Caitlin Johnstone so is actually better than reason. Like she oh. is she's red pilled and reason is reason is probably just uh, an arm of the establishment. Like the only thing subversive this. about the Caitlin Johnson thing is libertarians that will freak out about you fucking like in any way pushing back against her. Be on things yeah. not really. Obviously, if you're pushing back on her against foreign policy where she agrees on us, then it's like, what right. are you doing? But if you're someone pushing back on her economics, to it's it's the it is a honestly it is kind of borderline subversive to be then giving people shit for fucking be like, oh, how dare you push back on her economic fucking arguments? Like, well, yeah, especially when oh. she's so yeah. unabashedly outspoken about how anti all of our beliefs on economics she is. You know, like yeah. I mean, if she were like yeah. trying he's to be communist. friendly. Yeah, right. I mean, if she were trying to be friendly and then people just blew up at her, it might be a little weirder. But she's so, like, stalwartly, fuck, landlords, they're the worst pieces of garbage ever. And right. then if people just say, like, uh, this is retarded, then you're, yeah, I mean, if you're not even allowed to do that, that's that's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, go ahead to it. I just think Johnstone, yeah, just because her economics are so bad, I just think that she will let you down, basically, even though she makes a ton of good points on foreign policy and on, like, some of the other uh, anti-establishment points, like she was good on Russiagate and stuff like that. But she'll let you down how? I mean, she doesn't have yeah. any power. Why are, we, like, why are you like, relying on her for economics? Like, yeah, that's the problem, be... though. There, that's, mm. that's, that's, that's like, I think, the issue, because there's so many people that are like, uh, you know, the, the soy boy face when she says something, you know, that's okay about war. We, it should be more of the meme where you ever see the guys like all huddled up and they're talking and someone says something over there and they just have like a big thumbs up and then they go back to talking. Yeah. That's how you should treat these people. If you're going to simp for anybody, let's simp for Bernie Sanders, who had some kind of power to actually end the war. Not Caitlyn Johnson. She's not even like, who is this person? Who cares? Like, why, why are we even talking about this later? Well, Bernie's I mean, a bad example. because the ideological drive. No, but I'm saying Bernie, Bernie, Bernie had the power to actually do something. I, I know, so but like, he didn't when he had that yeah. power. So like, right. he, but he's if, a bad example. Yeah. If libertarians are going to be like, yeah, yeah, let's bring this guy in and let's and let's be like, oh, all about him. Like, it kind of makes more sense because maybe you can influence some kind of power in that way. This lady has no power. She just has. Yeah, I think most of the time. I think the thing with Caitlin Johnstone is because she's so bad on some of that stuff. It's mm -hmm. a useful tool to shame libertarians who aren't as good as her on the stuff she's good on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, guys, really? You're being outdone by a fucking cat lady commie from australia <laughs> like yeah. that's that's pretty sad you know I, i've tried to take that angle a few times yeah yeah I'm, I'm just more indifferent about about it in general and then she just she was i don't know she was kind of rude to eliza who i think is is eliza's pretty good in in our movement and i'm just like yeah. you know what like who has time for this bitch anyway so what if you say <laughs> anti-war stuff the wars are still going on they're not going to stop because of tweets or because of articles that you've written they might stop because of some kind of powers that Bernie Sanders might have, but we saw how that happened. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's useless to me. It, it, 
it obfuscates what you're trying to do and say with the party. It's just, I don't know, whatever. Right. By the way, I'm, I'm going to take the stand too that I think economics matter more than foreign policy. Mm-hmm. So, like, in, in a certain sense, uh, I mean, I still think you should just like the, the idea of unities, like unity in the sense of that we will partner with and we will not, you know, uh, we, we will shit on people who shit on, uh, like, say, like Caitlin Johnstone or something is a silly concept. But now, like, the concept of unity of like, I'll work with you when you do good stuff. And when you don't, I'll like either shit on you or I definitely won't have your back there. Like, that, that's a different story. Uh, well, I don't, I was into, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I mean, the the reason that I think that it's worth allying with people like Caitlin right now is because we are on the precipice of World War Three. So, yeah. like, I'm willing to accept a lot of stupidity from my allies because what I'm striving for is so grand. You know, it's like if if we were in a, a time of peace, then I would probably spend way more of my energy trying to disabuse people of the notion that Caitlin Johnstone's economic outlook is correct. But that's not where we're at. So that's that's kind of my perspective as to why I think that she's worth. I mean, you don't have to love her or anything, but like I think she's worth being a voice in in the anti-war movement for sure because she's really good on it. I mean, you're you're. I feel like you guys are downplaying it a little bit to say that she writes something a little good here and there. Like when she writes anti-war stuff, it is rock solid. It's yeah. really really high quality shit. So yeah, you know. Oh, I remember my point. The point I was driving at, I think I meandered and kind of lost my point. Uh, I do think economics matters more than uh, foreign policy. And it's kind of a point Reed's been driving home lately. It's the idea of what you can actually control. Don't get me wrong. Foreign policy matters and it's awful. But let's be real. It's a federal policy. And the idea Mm -hmm. that you're really going to be able to make any sort of difference whatsoever. Like Elon Musk could probably put out a poll. and He may have already about is the the war in Yemen bad. And it'd probably be overwhelmingly you know, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, maybe you can, there may be a small chance you can make some political inroads to affect foreign policy. It's not very likely, but now economics, you can, you can do that down to the individual level. People can understand economics at individual level, improve their own lives and help improve others around them. You can do it at a state level, community level. uh, And like it's the the further Mm -hmm. up you get, the less likely you're able to affect it. So something like economics that can actually be instituted at a individual level is something that this is why i think it matters far more than foreign policy at least in pertaining to us because it can actually make a legitimate change it's where you have the most ability to make change well i would yeah. agree with you except for it being world war three <laughs> i'm not like, saying give up your foreign policy takes at all like no no i know saying, i know you're know, not i know you're not i'm just saying there I'm just are saying people who say don't shit on her for economic takes because foreign policy matters so much it's like okay well no mm-hmm. economics matters is, is like just as much if not more For me, it's kind of like a two-way street. So, uh, you know, all the guys that just worked storm trouble with me for the last two weeks, they saw 40% of their check taken away. And Mm so to them, I'm going to be saying, hey, guys, check out this $1.7 trillion omnibus bill that just passed and $45 of it is going to Ukraine. You know, so to them, to the normies, the message is, hey, guys, wake the fuck up and realize what's going on. Where to a lot of the libertarians, it's like, guys get back to your real lives and try to make a difference in your own community and your own life. You know, it's kind of like in both directions for people who have their lives together already. And they're like, what the fuck? The government just took 40% of my check to them. You know, maybe the foreign policy hardline messaging is what they need to hear. And then for other people, it might be the other way. So I think it kind of depends on like who your audience is and who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brings me to the point of, uh, I guess the discussion I had with discussion I had with Michael Heist this morning, 
yeah. where he he kept on saying you keep you keep saying normal people are are saying this about the libertarian party and it's like yes normal people like the people that i talk to on a daily basis that aren't on twitter that aren't on facebook or aren't libertarians sure. i'm embarrassed to say like if they're like they're like oh well oh so you think joe biden's bad well you must be a trumpster and i'm like no nah, fuck him too and then they'll be like well then what are you and I, i'm like I can't even say libertarian at this point because if I do, they're going to be like, oh, you're just gay because they, <laughs> that's what they see. Like, that's what they that's what they think the libertarian party is. And you know what? It's 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 hard for me to say anymore. Like, is that what it is or is that what they think? Or maybe it's both. So I, well, I, 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 I can certainly understand that that historically. Um, I, I do think that the you know, the impact of the Mises caucus takeover of the libertarian party won't be felt in full until there's a presidential election and you can actually have a candidate that that represents us in a way that I think is more reflective of the actual movement. So, well, I understand what you're saying. You know, I've felt like this my entire life, you know, where people don't understand what I say when I'm a libertarian. So it's like, has that is that something that's new to you? I, like, I, I'm just surprised if it is. No, it's not new. But but a, another example that I brought up is is just Tim Pool. Right. Who, who we should be talking to. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Tim Poole, uh, he's had on Dave Smith a number of times. He's had on Maj Ture, He's had on Angela McArdle. He's had on Scott Horton and Jeremy Kaufman and whatever you name it. Even Michael Heiss has been on there. Michael Knowles comes up and has like the same criticism of libertarianism that uh, Matt Walsh just did. You know, very like clickbaity, pick a, a topic and then throw it in your face. And Tim agreed with him. Why? I will Why? say, I do want to comment. I know we already kind of did this. When they have read on, and I say when, because it's almost certainly going to happen, uh, there, will be no, there will be no confusion or conflating him with those types because of the LPNH stuff. It's just yes. not going to happen. And the, there's so much irony in, like, it, most, most, a lot of the stuff that I'm, I saw was, like, the discussions were today, like, the back and forth between top. A lot of the people, like, they're, they're um, fuck, uh, God, I completely lost my point. It's, like, too early for this shit. <laughs> uh, oh, oh! The arguments they were making were like the exact opposite of the arguments they were making against Reed and LPNH when the the whole McCain thing happened. So they're like they're like appealing to normal like they were appealing to normal people then, and now, now it's the exact opposite. And they're like, well, 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 what do you mean these normal people? And you're like, well, fuck off. And I, I did want to read. I think this point, yeah. like I actually, uh, it, this is a democracy, the god that failed. There's a line in here and i think this applies to the lpnh thing and i think this kind of solves a lot of your problems uh it says not uh but, but but only radical indeed radically simple ideas can possibly stir the emotions of the dull and indolent masses yeah. so like and, and that like that applies to essentially the whole mccain thing there's other uh, excerpts from that book that kind of say the same exact thing in a lot of points i mean he does make a point too to later redirect it to actually something ideological as opposed to just attacking actors or simple yeah. ideas but that's well, exactly I, what they did i mean the the you know subtitle of my episode this morning was leave the kids alone you know like that's if yeah. you if you can simplify it down to something that basically anybody who's sane can get behind well then from there i can then extrapolate and you know spell out my solutions that will not be so state oriented uh, but will be more culturally uh solving of the of the issue so i think that i think that's true especially when it comes to you know broad level politicking like you have to be able to break down kind of complex topics into something that's more palatable to the masses because unfortunately 
they don't dive as deep as most of us do. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You just have to like learn it and and be mm-hmm. able to adapt to it. And unfortunately, many libertarians aren't capable of that because they are on the spectrum or whatever, and they just they just can't relate to other people. They can't get these these points across in a in a way that um, actually strikes home. And to your point about uh, Michael Knowles, was it Michael Knowles? Is that the right name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for which one? Yeah, Matt Walsh. <laughs> Both of these guys are are in on this at this point. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't remember if it was Michael, uh, but Knowles, Knowles, and Matt. Um, I'm of the opinion that they they probably understand libertarianism better than mm-hmm. they're letting on, and I don't take it personally. Uh, as Top was saying, you know, he would shake his hand and say, "Good, good work." Uh, you know, they're viewing us as kind of a, an enemy combatant, and they're treating us accordingly. Um, but I, I did say this to Top this morning. I, I think that it's it's a it's a short term path. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that that works in the long term if you have a movement that ultimately proves proves out our belief system in a in a more um, compelling way and and one that actually has longevity to it as opposed to the libertarian party which is kind of goes through these evolutions of being you know ron paul-esque to mm-hmm. whatever woke-esque it was over the past decade back to kind of a more ron paul uh vein of thinking and i, I think it's going to take time for for the the general public to to get on board um but i'm not to, for me it doesn't it doesn't bother me that i see conservative pundits that are you know bastardizing our belief system it it doesn't it doesn't bother me either because it's well deserved but like you said if if you have a movement moving in one direction and well so you remove the movement was moving left and now it's moving somewhat to the right with the mises caucus why not just remove the obstacle in your way that the the conservatives and and even liberals are using to throw in your face it's so simple these people don't represent us and and do your do everything you can to make sure everybody knows that they don't. Because like I said, even though all these people have been on Tim Pool, apparently Tim Pool still thinks this of the Libertarian Party. Well, and, and I, you got to question that, why. I think that there's, I mean, people that have libertarian leanings but aren't all the way in our camp, they're going to have. I mean, the reason that they're not fully in our camp is because they have these concerns. They have concerns about like what do what do you use for a non like what's a non-state solution to the kids at drag queen story hour and shit like that you know and like uh, it's not an easy answer Uh, i think that the right answer isn't an easy answer but many people especially political pundits are not going to accept a non-easy answer as as you just said you know hoppa described why it's like because (laughs) they need they need simple answers the party the party twitter has has put out a pretty good tweet I, f- I forget exactly what it said but it, it was addressing that yeah they saying like basically these people should be in prison well and then they deleted it but <laughs> yes and they deleted it okay but yes i think that is that is the uh the answer for the normies is yes like if you're considering this to be child abuse then yeah it should be illegal yeah why did why was it deleted and then why are you if you did delete it why are you complaining about being conflated with reason and cato well, I saw, I, saw, I saw a tweet that they sent out um, a week ago that's still up from LP National that said, you know, libertarians don't support, they, they view it as aggression and that, you know, children should be off limits or whatever, something like that. Wow. And uh, I, I thought that was totally fair. I mean, they're they're not going to to frame it in a way that's as, as you know, bold and as fiery as, as I might or we might. Um, I don't think that's a problem necessarily. It's like it, you're going to have a level of, corporatism that comes with a major national party and like we're the guerrilla warfare side of that 
Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Well, I was going to say, just if, if you consider that to be aggression, then I think you would agree that you are allowed to use defensive force against it. And would you, would that also include uh, a state using defensive force against it? Well, that, that's the whole debate here. I mean, so, well, I guess the, it's not the whole debate because many people don't think that it's aggression. Um, I lean towards it being depending on the context. Uh, But, but at the same time, like, no, I don't want to see the state involved in shutting these things down violently. I don't think that that ultimately is the solution. I would like to see parents, shamed into oblivion if they think that bringing their kids to these types of events makes any sense and if i had any friends that were doing that type of shit i would absolutely sit them down and be like this is wrong and let me tell you why whether or not that changed their behavior that's ultimately up to them um but i I feel the same way when it comes to like teaching your kid about extremist you know racial ideology like if you have a white kid and you're teaching them that they're evil because they're skin and that all minorities are victims i would be uh, compelled to have a conversation with you. Um, again, that doesn't mean that it would change the behavior, but I don't think they should be in prison because they're poisoning their child's mind. And I feel pretty similarly to this. Yeah, I'm a big yeah, fan see, of the I think like that's intentional misdirection that they that they try to get us to talk about passing laws about this stuff because I don't think laws are going to be passed about this stuff. And it is pretty obviously just disgusting that it's taking place in the first place. So. Yeah. I feel like getting well, caught hold, up in the hold, trap let, of. Let me add one ahead. thing because they're, they're, the whole reason that that recent piece was written is because DeSantis was floating the idea of uh, right. a new law against it. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like the Kaufman take. I, 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 on, on, like, I, the way I see it is like, don't get me wrong. I think it's a moral outrage. I think it's awful. I personally am not a fan of uh, the state being involved. But on the other hand, I'm not going to really push back hard against if the state gets involved in this particular one, because let's be real, I don't care. Um, But yeah, uh, I'll I'll push back just as hard against against that as the leftists push against Andrew Tate being arrested. Yeah, I mean, my point is like, I I like the division. I I, I want there to be I do think we should keep ridiculing it, keep shaming it. I also don't I also think it's probably not the smartest thing to. Uh, provide cover in the idea of like say something with DeSantis and like arguing against it you know I mean I will say in like a situation like this where we're having a long-form conversation that I don't think you should use the state but at the same time like I'm not going to lose sleep over it because it is in my head kind of a gray area whether the state should be involved and Mm -hmm. I just don't care so if the state does stop people from doing that okay but like I'm not pushing for it and right, I feel that, like the idea of division of states where, or states, uh, municipalities, whatever, that do that. And then other ones, that way we can create a further divide and more of an us and them type thing. And I don't mean yeah. us versus them. I mean us and them. Like, I'll clarify. Like, wanna, like, right. com- competing uh, yeah. areas, essentially. I agree yeah. with what Jose said, but I'll, I'll clarify. For myself, I'll clarify. I don't care if there are police like raids on drag queen story hours, but I draw the line at if they put their knee on their neck for like nine minutes. <laughs> Like, I don't care, but I don't, I don't, I don't want it, and I eight minutes is it, fine. But I don't care. That's that's my take. Yeah, I what don't, if they're I already don't, on yeah. fentanyl top? <laughs> <laughs> let it let it take its course. <laughs> you sons of bitches! All right, Reed, I, I cut you off, man. I think you had more to say. Oh, um, I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, in New Hampshire, they're probably never going to pass laws about this, and that DeSantis is going to do that doesn't surprise me, but. I think I love, I love that it, you're such a New Hampshire nationalist. It's hilarious. I know. I don't give a fuck about anything else now. But um, the One uh, soil, baby. I think yeah, the, with a lot of these things, like with the 
the transgender people being on swim teams or whatever, like the fact that they end up taking up the national conversation while all this other shit's going on. I'm not saying it's a distraction. I'm just saying that the fact that they get us to argue over whether or not this is okay or not, when it's just so obviously dumb and bad and wrong and everyone should feel that way, they somehow get us to argue about it for months. Like this has been going on for months now and we haven't established yet. Like, yeah, this is bad. I feel like almost engaging it on an intellectual uh, field is a mistake. It should be more yeah. like, no, fuck you. This is retarded, and we're moving on. Um, you know, same with like, uh, what's her face being on the swim team, beating all the other girls. Leah you know, Thomas. Leah Thomas. Like, we're it's still wrong. arguing about whether you know the the minutia of how we could. It's like, no, fuck you. You're retarded. This is stupid. We're moving on. I feel like that's how we should address all this stuff. I, I, I think the only danger in that is that if you don't engage in the intellectual fight at all, then it's monopolized by a bunch of fucking Marxists and it hasn't right. worked out very well. Not having any, I feel of- like they win those arguments no matter what, because uh, you know that uh, I think it was Mark Twain said, don't argue with stupid people because then they beat you down. They bring you down to their level and beat you with experience. Picking your it's almost one of those. <laughs> situations I, here. I, obviously I agree with that broader point, but like on the specific it's i just feel as if you don't like there's been a complete abdication of any sort of sane thinking when it comes to you know people right. in academia and because uh-huh. of that you now have an entire generation of kids that are just totally deranged and i don't know how you remedy that by just ignoring it it's like sure we can just have like our five the five of us will certainly have kids that don't end up in those indoctrination centers but that doesn't really change the dynamic of the culture that we live in um because you're going to just, it's going to be force fed to them by Marxist professors. I like how Clint has faith that I'm going to have children. So thank you. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I'm like, I don't want to derail the show. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get laid one of these days and then I'm sure you'll get her pregnant. Whoever the unlucky lady is, <laughs> whoever he is. Um. <laughs> just just going to donate more sperm man. I'll just have a bunch of children out there and then I don't even have to deal with any of them. So That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. God, can you imagine getting toad sperm accidentally? That'd be horrific. <laughs> be the worst uh, so i i wanted to di- dive a little deeper with top as to any other disagreements that you have with the the broader movement is it just about um like tenor and messaging and like framing of our ideology or is it does it go any deeper it, it goes deeper i don't know if i should even talk about it but it does obviously it goes a little bit deeper from uh what i've seen behind the scenes which I, i'm not going to really get into now with uh some you know people that i consider close friends okay Uh, so yeah i didn't i didn't like that and yeah i guess you know unlike unlike the the rank and file of whatever i i just happen to see this stuff and you know when you get into any kind of organization or anything like that and you get too far underneath underneath like the surface it's just not good if whether it be a church political movement it doesn't really matter once you start getting involved in the the nuts and bolts of it, there are like I, I guess decisions that you have to make to ignore things and kind of just move on. And you know what? Start I'd rather to see just, the cancer underneath. Yeah, I'd rather I, and I'd rather not deal with it. I, I've got a lot going on in my own life. Yeah, that I, it's just something that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that hands on. But I do think, obviously, you know, the whole idea behind the movement is something that I'd like to see uh, manifested for my children. Okay. So yeah. when I when I see them doing stupid shit like like you know things that I can say and things that I I can't say, 
I'm like, get it together. Yeah. Because I don't care if, you know, I don't care if you're doing this for likes or if you're doing this because you have a job in in the party or whatever it is. Like, if you get it together, my kids will be good. So just get it together. But like, I can't, I just can't be involved. Okay. Well, I think that's fair. And, you know, uh, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it's kind of like iron law of bureaucracy. Like you get to a certain uh, size of an organization and you're going to have, you know, bad actors and a bunch of th things in there that you don't like. And I think that's right. part of why, you know, having a decentralized revolution, as they have phrased the, the Mises caucus takeover, was the pathway forward. And unfortunately, there's a consolidation of power that's necessary because you have you know, war warring <laughs> tribes within the movement. And, and I think that ultimately creates another bureaucracy of its own kind. And it needs mm -hmm. to be, um, you know, you need to be cautious. You need to yeah, be it's a national to be fair. Party. To be fair, if, if the consolidated party thought exactly how I thought, I'd be fine with it. And I'll just be <laughs> honest with everybody. That, that's that's just, fair. Yeah, that's just what I think. But uh, it's not. Which obviously it won't be. It'll be designed by the person who's consolidating the the power. So and you haven't you you haven't changed your your ideology libertarianism wise. You just don't want to be involved with the party. Is am I understanding this right? Obviously, I still believe in all of the I guess the tenets of libertarianism of uh, the the things that I've learned. But I think there is some merit to certain arguments, like like he was just saying. Uh, let's say DeSantis making drag queen story hour illegal in Florida. Am I going to go out with picking signs and picket signs and march for or against it? No. But if it does happen, I will just say like based and glad I live here. You know, yeah. I think I think that's kind of similarly to how I felt when he was going after, um, you know, ESG corporations. I was oh, yeah. like, I was like, look, I would prefer that the state not get involved, but uh, I'm not going to be on the front lines defending Disney. <laughs> you know, like it's not going to happen. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's fair. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Caitlin Johnston. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's the Daniel McAdams thing. You don't want to provide intellectual cover for your enemies. There's something right. to the bureaucracy thing you mentioned earlier, Clint, uh, like, especially when it refers to some sort of like political organization, uh, and when it becomes consolidated and there's the inverse, which I don't mean to sound diluted. Uh, I mean, I know we know this. I know to the outside public that I'm saying this to you right now, probably a lot of them won't see it unless you're like one of the people that hangs out in our groups, like say our like group chats and stuff. But it's weird the amount of sway and move and things we have caused to happen in just this small group. And like, and there, so there's something to this decentralized fashion. And obviously, I'm not saying we have more sway than the LP or the LPMC, but for what we are, we are far more efficient and have far more sway than they do in that sense. In like a, in like a, in the fact that there's like six of us essentially. Six dumbasses. I think that our, our power is, is outsized simply because we speak for the, the unspoken, you know, like the people that we don't say what everybody's thinking, but won't say out loud. Is what well, it's a, a cautious thing. Honestly, it's a, I do. I think that's what it is. Unfortunately, I I think that people that are in the shitposting realm like us represent the libertarian culture. Unfortunately, yeah. and that whatever whichever way that moves, it moves. But uh, yeah, the LP does. Like I I've told I told Heist this morning. I think that they do a horrible job at branding and cultural branding. That's why mm -hmm. they're labeled the way they are. I mean, yeah. Well, I honestly so think there's too much. There's too much insulation with the like. It, there's just this constant patting on the back like oh we did this we're the best now we are not the old party anymore and we are so awesome and we're so great and you know any sort of criticism does seem to be kind of met with scorn which is kind of dumb which is not 
uh, is also not healthy for growing or moving in the right direction. I think that would be one of my criticisms. Like, I mean, it's very cultish, you know, like, because it is a group of friends who all got together and basically did something. And so criticism is looked at as disloyalty instead of just a difference of opinion. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's yeah. good. I, that's think it, a, I think it goes both both directions, though, because like, well, I, I tend to agree with what you just said. I also think that there are some critiques that are unfair in that like like i don't agree with top's assessment that like the broader world doesn't understand what libertarianism is yet and that's a demonstration of particularly this iteration of the libertarian party's failure like i they they got power in what was it march or april or some shit like mm -hmm. you know it's it's just you just they don't have enough runway to make that assessment. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that they've necessarily done enough. I'm not saying that right. they are on the right path or the perfect path or anything like that. Like they, they could end up failing terribly, so, perhaps. I agree uh, with you, Clint. But like so a reason that I have like stepped outside of that of the circle there is so that I can criticize. And when I'm criticizing, I don't want like coming back at me like, well, you're not being loyal to the party. I'll say I'm not fucking part of the party. I am uh, criticizing you so that you can be better. And you're right. They yeah. haven't had enough time. But I, I had told I think I told Jose this like, I, I don't know, Tim, we got invited on, on Tim Pool, like for uh, for Tower, Tower Gang. And like, I'm like, we're not taking a victory lap, like focus on being as retarded as you can. As always, <laughs> it's business as usual. Like that, there's no victory laps. We've done you've done nothing. We don't, right. You know what I mean? So no, that's, yeah. that's how I feel, too. Uh, but I, that's yeah. just how I'm built. I, I think that like. If you if you're not if you don't have some level of dis displeasure with your current station in life, like you're not going to amount to shit. Like, and that's a right. it's a tough balance mm -hmm. to have because like I have to find I have to have some sort of um, appreciation for what I have, which is a lot. But at the same time, like I always have to be hungry, and you have to find that balance. And I I do I tend to agree that like I think that the Libertarian Party isn't hungry enough. Um, like the even the Mises caucus, like they're like, yeah, we took it over. It's like, okay, and what? Like, yeah, what, what? like really, what did we gain from that? Perhaps a better messaging platform uh, for the next presidential run. Like, if you're going to talk about national cultural shifts, that's where it's going to come from. Like, it's not going to come from a tweet here or there. Like, it's going to come from some major event. And I think that that's that's really, unfortunately, you know, that's what it's going to boil down to. Like. Does Dave run? Does he crush it? Um, because if he doesn't, fuck, like I it's gonna be it's gonna be devastating. And and that's a lot of pressure to put on his shoulders. And you guys all know how I feel about him, so I, I don't want to add to that pressure, but um, that's really where we're at. It's like that the Mises Caucus takeover is only successful if that happens, in my and opinion. Even, and even if he does crush it, what happens after that, and what happens after that as a result of this new new takeover or whatever? Who who like what form does this party take later? This this movement does this movement get overly caught up in the party? Because I I know the the one of the big LPMC pushes like we need to have uh, this movement centered around a party, and I actually think that's the so wrong, like so fucking wrong. Because as the party starts to decay, as it will, it sucks the movement uh, energy in with it. So yeah. I, I think there's something to that. Like even if Dave does do well which I kind of doubt. I don't even know if he will run. I'm unsure. I love Dave, by the way. I'm not, this is not at all a criticism of Dave. I think Dave's a great guy. Uh, every interaction I've ever had with him has generally been, you know, amazing. He's like, uh, a lot of people say don't meet your heroes. And I agree with that. He's one of the few people that I've actually been like, all right, this kid's pretty fucking dope. Like he's a really great guy. 
Yeah. But, but I, I just think if you look at the way bureaucracies work, like you're getting at these organizations, especially when attached to the, like a political type thing, which the government's literally a fucking cancer. And the idea that you think it's not going to affect these other parties that are essentially becoming to some extent merged with it, you know, one way or another. I mean, like, yeah, he, they, we may, there may be a small window where you're like, whoa, this is awesome. But then later it's like, okay, what happens next? How many people are going to get sucked into the, 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 the faggotry of whatever this becomes later, you know, like, like I, I don't yeah. know. You know what I think you need though? Uh, I think like the, the solution, uh, or at least, uh, you know, within the paradigm that we're in right now, I think the solution has to be a populist secessionist, secessionist movement. Like you need like a bunch of like things like Florida or better than Florida, even to spring up in like smaller areas, but to get like, public recognition somehow be like yeah we're freer over here i think i think that's going to happen naturally but i also don't believe that you're going to be able to talk people into secession you're going to talk them into valuing liberty for themselves versus the hell that we went through through lockdowns and and from that i think that as the federal government you know lashes out as it has an economic collapse you'll see more and more states start to just take those steps naturally um, right. So I don't think that we need to necessarily run on like we're going to secede. Like that's no, let's just... call it like decentralization or something. Like if you do what Florida did, and you're like, hey, we don't have these like ridiculous, uh, you know, tyrannical COVID restrictions here. Come here, we're freer. Like if you have a bunch of areas doing that, and people know yep. about it, and then you see, yeah, people are going to move to those places. Exactly, and it's it happened by the millions over the past three years. Millions yeah. and millions of people moved to states that were more free. And I think that's positive. So um, I'm content with the trajectory of things in that regard. Obviously, I wish it were a little faster, but I think that it's heading in the right direction. And it's unfortunately, most likely going to get far worse uh, in the in the blue states. And I think that the red states, because they're bringing in people that truly value liberty, will, will probably propel the po political class that exists in those states uh, to be really entrenched. Then you have to once again worry about you know, being too entrenched and that they start to not do what you demand because they know that they don't have to earn your vote. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, we have a whole nother level of problems. But I still would rather have that problem than, you know, living in California where I have yeah. absolutely That's no chance in the other direction. Well, I think you're sort of, in a sense, describing a secession at an individual level. Like even what you just described is a lot of these people moving to these red states. That's them yeah. on an individual level, level deciding, I don't like what this is. And yeah, maybe it's the full degree of someone like me, like an agorist or a lot of you guys, uh, they're like, you know, I... I you guys like don't have any fucking control of me. I mean, you do to some extent, but like I, I will do what I want while weighing the, the possible cost, you know, like kind of uh, um, a look way of looking at it. But like just yeah. that simple thing of moving from one to another is sort of a minor secession in, in an individual level, if you will. And then that builds right. up from there. Like, obviously we want to drive that ideology further, especially on an individual level. So, but I think the best way to do it, don't be wrong. It's good to give lip service, but I also think the most important thing is to start doing it on your own, like start, uh, you know, trying if you to divorce yourself in whatever way you can while weighing the costs. I'm not saying become a fucking uh, what is it called? The people just do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, some of them know what I'm talking about. There's a, a, team, a, Dan, a Dan Berman. Nihilist. Yeah, like a Dan Berman. There, there's a term for it where you're just like a uh, uh, sovereign citizen. Like sovereign citizens are retarded. Like I mean, don't be wrong. I enjoy the the fucking based retard energy. Go for it. But like, <laughs> it's a little dumb. Like, let's be real. But, like, you do got to weigh the costs. Like, I'm not saying just go break every law flagrantly and get in trouble for it. 
Uh, but like, you know, do what you can yourself from the system. Uh, to the, How the dare you compare Kokesh to Berman? Kokesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it builds from there. And that's to some so, extent, I think that's what you're seeing from the people moving from like blue states to red hey. states or just, you know, LP and H or just different fucking like, um, you know, different areas and stuff. Toad has massive BRE. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys mind if I take the conversation back for a second? Uh, yes, yeah. Clint. Please. Yeah, a couple minutes ago, you said uh, you said something about like being hungry, like uh, maybe maybe being complacent makes people less. Uh, obviously, it'll make you less hungry, and you know, winning winning the party over kind of like takes that fire out of you a little bit. Um, I like to bring the conversation over to our man Reed here, who for the last couple of months has been, in my opinion. You've been focusing on the show, but you haven't been driving a truck. You haven't been doing like actual hard labor. And I think that there's something to say about that making like I I know it's true for me. It, it'll make us complacent now that you're like, you know, Reed is he's doing uh hard. He's doing what are you doing? Like electrical lines again, driving a truck Power and stuff lines, like that. Yeah. 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 And you're going to be balancing this show. There's a sense of like strive. Uh, there's Yeah. There's like a tension between your show and your work and there's like there's going to be something in you that wants to succeed more and i feel like you're gonna you're gonna be bigger and better with this rebrand than you than you were before because there is like a complacency a lull that does take over when things are like things are good you know i'm at home i'm doing this things are okay but i'm not hungry so i just kind of wanted to touch on that well I, i think i think it's definitely true but like for instance you know, my my show grew almost 300 percent over the past year. And a lot of people would be really content with that. And I'm pissed, <laughs> even though I, I, I put out tweets going like, look at this. This is fucking great. I'm like, I'm still not happy with it. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't understand why. And I'm not saying me in particular, but like I'm not I don't understand why there aren't someone in our arena that isn't on Tim Pool's level. You know, like I don't understand it. And I'm and until I see dave or myself or one of you guys or someone that carries our you know deep belief in these principles um at that level i'm not going to be happy and i i think that like that's because i'm striving for something bigger um yes it gives me a sense of discontentedness that i i carry with me constantly um, but i think that it's healthy i think like that's what i need because I'm, i'm seeking such a grand change to like the cultural and governmental fabric of this nation that it's like I don't have any choice but to be pissed about everything. Like it's just yeah. You know. and, and well, Tim with, Pool is oh, a short, bald guy with a beanie. So um, if he could do it, then that gives me hope. You're halfway there, Toad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh, just speaking of what Top said, you know, um, I mean, it's been a good year with the show. The growth kind of stopped, but uh, you know, I got Ron Paul on the show, and that that was a real defining moment to have Ron Paul on and talk to him. Hell yeah. but I wrote about this in my sub stack. Um, I went back to work about a month ago and we had a huge storm hit in New Hampshire, put over 100,000 people out of power on Christmas Eve. So I had to work straight through Christmas and everything. But I remember Christmas Eve night, we uh, we had a broken pole out on the right of way and we fixed it and strung the wires back up. And then we patrolled the line and we put like 1,300 people back in power, just throwing one fuse back in. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I felt like I had done more for people in the entire year than anything I'd ever done on my show. And that yeah. doesn't 
that's not to speak to anyone else's experience or like you, Clint, or whatever, like anybody. Just for me personally, I realized I feel like I've done so much more by giving these people their power back on Christmas Eve than, you know, having Scott Horton on to talk about the the resolution to end the war in Yemen or whatever. Um, And throughout like the last week working straight through Christmas and getting all the power back on and then like having a couple days off, I've kind of, and I've been thinking about this for a while, but I realized I'd rather be the next Mike Rowe than the next Ron Paul, which, you know, is kind of, it's almost like heresy, but (laughs) you know, it, it, no, Mike Rowe's, I feel like, um, you know, in my, uh, like the people I work for, I'm working for my family again. That's why it's, um, you know, the name Reed is on the door. But um, my cousin who runs the company, like he has made such a tangible difference in all of his employees' lives because he's got like 50 employees or something and they all make six figures a year and they're all very well taken care of. And I've talked to them before about it. And he's a Christian and he says like, my ministry is giving these people a way to live, you know, like giving them a way to kind of have their own little empire, if you will. And so for me, like, I, I, I just feel led to go in that direction. Like I would rather make people. And like you said, Clint, this doesn't matter if world war three happens and we all die anyway. So it's important to balance it and make sure people know what's going on. But yeah, it's I just think I can make a more tangible difference in people's lives. Cause all the stuff we've talked about, the stuff you and I have talked about, uh, foreign policy, you know, even like economic policy in the United States, it's all going to hell. And even if we did have a Tim Poole who was a libertarian, even if we had a Joe Rogan who was a libertarian, I don't think at the end of the day that it's going to turn the ship around. So uh, what the fuck is up? <laughs> oh my god, that audio is not good. We got our handsome fat Dave in here, and he's gone. <laughs> and he's and gone. He's gone. Read, read, what, right. what, you need, what you need to do is go around and destroying power lines so that you can fix them all. It's the uh, the broken power line fallacy. <laughs> yeah, see, you don't know, uh, you don't know that's what I do. <laughs> It's too early for this shit, man. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's obviously true that you know, for those people, for, undoubtedly, you changed their lives in a much more net positive way um, than your show did, probably for anybody. So that, that's, that's definitely true. I just think that um, the reason that I want to see someone at a Tim Pool level that has our belief system is because I believe that it it can in the long run, you know, because that's basically what libertarianism is. That's what self-responsibility is. That's about what all these ideas that we talk about constantly are, is a way to improve your life, not looking for help from someone else, but rather like I'm going to do what Reed's doing right now. You know, and I think this is where the, this is where the post libertarians miss it because they get angry at the people who are like Dave Smith, who are going on these big shows. And I think it's both like for me personally, I think, I, I have to work. Like I've realized that over the last, cause I had like six months off and not only did I feel like I wasn't making much of a difference, but I also realized I needed a mandatory distraction from all the bullshit. Cause it just yes. drives you insane. But yeah, I'm so glad that we have Dan we watched, McAdams. We watched and, Reed go insane for a little while too. Oh, it was kind God. of fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> bad. Like the Tower Gang chat turned into like, how can we like get Reed to stop contemplating suicide chat? <laughs> <laughs> I you, wish I could say could it tell... wasn't true, but it is kind of what happened. So you could you could you could tell based off of the the length of his beard how how well he was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so I went good. back to work and I got a haircut and everything's back to normal again. So <laughs> thank God. Oh, we tried to get. I think I got it this time. <laughs> You, I mean, it's been it's been working every time, but you just your audio sucks, man. So we're yeah. only going to have you for a bit. Yeah, I got a hard out. No, like, uh, oh, it's fine. I was already. Minutes, on... guys. Go ahead. I, I was already on my way home, so I was just like, I'll just hop on. I only just have just Bluetooth headphones, and it kept connecting to my goddamn car. It was the problem. Oh. So hop on, fuck Clint weird, stream. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck Clint a... stream. It's it's the tower game stream, which means it's just going to be fucked anyway. And I'm going to hop on here and take it and make it shitty and retarded. I think well, we said we said so much good stuff like in the the past hour, and and we're just about to get banned, and Clint's going to delete the whole thing. I know, uh, yeah, whatever. it's been big brain time on this, uh, on this episode. That, that'd be that'd be perfectly fitting for Tower Gang. We have a great serious conversation. Cole comes on, says something completely insane, and I have to th- delete the entire episode. So <laughs> that is that is the Tower. Well, at least I'm way. doing something productive. I'm doing something productive this morning. I'm out working out, and all you faggots are just yeah. late, sitting in your house. Talking. I mean, what kind of gay shit is that? Uh, I've been investing in various uh, sports teams, so uh, it's potentially productive. <laughs> yeah, and fucking losing. You lost fifteen hundred dollars yesterday, Toad. You suck at <laughs> sports betting. Stop. Sixteen hundred and uh, I made thirty grand this year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, you know it'll be actually interesting. We have so in the chat right now. There's like eighty people, uh, or at least watching live. Who do you think is the most rich out of all? Not excluding Clint, obviously. <laughs> Is the most rich out of all of us. You got to define rich, though. Net worth, whatever, whatever you think it is, because Toad thinks it's him. I, I really don't. Financially, I think it's me. Other, otherwise, obviously not. Uh, Cole, I'm sorry, brother, but your connection's too spotty. Penis I gotta size. Let you go. Yep, yep. Got to let you go. <laughs> Penis size is obviously me. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of reads in the chat. Hand down, read. Hands down, read. Well, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this in the chat yesterday, and we were saying, uh, we were def- saying, like, obviously, value is subjective. So yeah. I think by that reasoning, me, Top, and Cole are in the lead since we actually I have agree. families. Yeah. But then oh. I said, Top is in the lead because he actually has a son, whereas I have daughters, yeah. and, then, and then Cole has a ginger kid. So <laughs> and, 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 and then I Jose's- said, I would. T- Take the lead if I just have a son uh, who doesn't wear panties. So that's all who, I have to do. Who's lower? <laughs> What's lower, having a daughter or a ginger? Boy. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> Cole's at the bottom of the totem pole. I think I think it's Toad. I think Toad's probably got the, the largest net worth. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I lived with my parents for an extended period of time while I was uh, working in the field for a long period of time so doesn't doesn't surprise me at all you guys (laughs) heard it the path to success is living with your parents (laughs) it's not a bad idea if you can do it if you can live with your parents through your 20s and just stockpile money like especially in this inflationary environment like it's probably smart yeah so i had very few expenses i paid them rent but my expenses were extremely low up until uh how much was your rent out of curiosity uh 900 that's not bad for your bedroom Damn. It was that plus I was paying for like food and stuff that I was. Oh wait, that was with your parents. I thought you meant now. What is it now? <laughs> well, I have a mortgage. Uh, oh okay. My, so now I'm paying like, uh, probably I think it's like twenty eight hundred a month. Wow, what's yeah. your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I, I 
I've told this story a long time ago, but um, what I did was I, I every time I purchased a property and I moved into it, I always subdivided it and I would have like I actually built kitchens in the lower half of whatever home I bought. So I ended up living for free thanks to either a long term tenant or an Airbnb uh, use for the second portion of the home and i i lived for free for over a decade so like if you can i mean obviously that takes some capital to put yourself in that position so it's i'm not making it sound like it's easy because it's not um but compared to you know just paying rent for that decade like i can't even you know imagine how much more that added to my wealth because then i was able to invest that wealth that i was saving and that compounded over time too so it's like the the better you can do to cut your overhead throughout your 20s like by all means. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're toad. Then it's just, then it's pathetic. Well, well, then you just piss it all away on the, on the Chicago Bulls or some stupid shit. <laughs> hey, the last time I bet on the Bulls was a couple days ago and people shit on me for it against uh, Milwaukee and the Bulls won that one. Goodness so, gracious. I could not care less, Toad. How <laughs> dare you respond you with mute, a serious answer? Can you just mute him every time after he criticizes gambling? <laughs> <laughs> toad, you have, you have a gambling problem and it's hilarious and I love it. Um, but you I, do. Do, I do not. I'm a winner, man. I'm going to win about You're going to hell, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm up close to 30,000 this year just yep. in that. So, yeah. But if you had spent the same amount of time you do on sports gambling with a second job, you could have made way more. Just yeah. Saying. If you just spent that time on like tower gang, we probably would have, would have been way more successful, but that's fine. Tower gang. You think we take that seriously? Yeah, that's true. I spent all my money on Clash of Clan packs. It's a terrible <laughs> investment, Jay. <laughs> I used to spend money on Clash of Clans. So I, <laughs> I spent five bucks on Clash of Clans. I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, man. That, that one hurts because I still play that super game. You do? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I have an account that's like like just collecting cobwebs somewhere. I gotta, I've had an hmm. idea for a long time where they should change it to Clash of Clans, but with Ks. Like instead, like, and and then just do like race once, and then you can do fun like sub stereotypes of each race. You know, uh, I always thought that'd be a fun idea. You know, like you have the redneck with a shotgun type deal. Like you, you could. There's so many different ways you could go with it. It'd be so much fun. The <laughs> clash of killer clans. There you go. You guys got anything else for us to talk about? Uh, I think. I think, I think Jose. Jose, you said that you had something else that you might come to mind. Did it? Oh, I mentioned the chat. We could talk about like libertinism, but I think we kind of covered it. But I mean, I think me and Top got a roll here soon, anyway. So yeah, they're gay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, we, we have we have, have a family families. to do. Wait, <laughs> Top and Jose or Libertines? <laughs> Who are you talking about, Toad? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, that'll do it. Uh, thank you guys as always for tuning in. We almost got up to 100 live viewers, which is uh, not too shabby. Appreciate you guys' support. If you want to, obviously, support these guys, go to. Uh, well, actually, I'll just do the round. Go ahead, Jose, real quick. Uh, yeah, I have the No Way Jose show. It's uh, obviously like a more serious as opposed to like Tower Gang, which is more fun. Uh, you know, if you haven't, I, I love show, that No Way Jose is obviously more serious. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I mean, I got I got a little bit of a fun flair to me, I think. But uh, if you do, if you never checked out my show and you want to you know a place to start, I would suggest uh, in my like OKC series. There's a playlist for that on YouTube. But you can follow me on YouTube, all the major odd packagers, Odyssey as well. Uh, follow me. My handle's right there at Senor Jose Twenty Twenty. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, and yeah, but that's uh, that's all I got. Reed, I'm the only Reed Coverdale and the only naturalist capitalist. Um, so just go Google either of those, and you'll find me. Um, I guess I'll just make the announcement here. I was going to make it tomorrow, but I'll be going on Tim Pool on February 10th 
finally. Nice. My guy. So the second uh, time let's, let's come back. That's true. Yeah. That's crazy. When are you guys going on? Uh, January seventeenth. January seventeenth. Well, they said 17th. they may let us come back. <laughs> the, the, the more of the crew come back the following time. We'd already planned if they only let two, it'd be me and you, Reed. If they let three for both, it'll be me, you, and Toad. So dream there you team. go. Uh, you can yeah. find me at Top Lobster everywhere. Top Lobster with an A. TopLobster.com. Go to podcastmerch.com. I have uh, the new Dave Smith Part of the Problem Fauci T-shirt up, and I'm going to be taking that down soon. It's limited, so there's a, w- whenever that's done, there will be no more. So go check that out. And I have one of those, so if you want to be like me. Yes, me too. It's very good quality, guys. Toad really it knows is. how to not sell something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any, any plugs? Uh, Tower Game Toad on Twitter. Uh, I uh, am so retarded that I had the wrong <laughs> handle uh, up on the screen here for more than half of the show. Uh, Tower Gang, uh, we are Tower Gang Pod basically everywhere. We're live every Wednesday night, uh, 9 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Tower Gang Pod on Patreon. So uh, throw us some support on there. And I think that's it. Yeah, if you don't feel as if I say retarded enough on Liberty Lockdown, you can come check us out Wednesday nights when it gets abused to the highest. Yeah, that's right. Tower game, we're level. all on it. So yeah. we've yes. actually discussed episodes of of us not cursing. That's that's how much we yeah. curse. No, we're we're planning on doing that uh, sometime in the next week or two because it looks like it'll be Top and I is the first of the uh, Tower Gang dastardly six that uh, that make it over to t- uh, to Tim Pool. So. Uh, we'll see if it happens. God, God only knows if they actually have us. But uh, if it does, I hope you if guys. God has us. anything to do with it. It won't happen. January seventeenth. Make sure January seventeenth. Make sure you guys uh, come in the chat and and support us and let them know that they uh, that you appreciate them having us on because that'll help hopefully get the the rest of the Tower Gang insanity on. Yeah, ends well. in the chat. No, Mike, okay, maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, going to happen whether you say it or not so. save it for the second one save it for the second one <laughs> thank you thank you guys so much for tuning in if you want to support my work go to libertylockdown.locals.com pick up tower gang naturalist capitalist no way jose or whatever merch over at toplobster.com we are welcome to liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where